death, taxes, and Zlatan scoring. He keeps on scoring. I know. It's just like every time I look up, it's like, oh, he scored two more goals. I mean, he has just been on a tear. And, you know, I know that every time he scores, somebody mentions the fact that he's 38 years old. But nobody mentions the fact, you know, that he may still have three or four years left in him. I mean, I've heard that he may go to Leeds. He could stay at AC Milan. I don't think he's coming back to the MLS. But whatever he does, he's going to score. And, and you know, he's like Gordie Howe. He's going to be 65 years old out there scoring goals. Well, if he goes to Leeds, he will be facing Aston Villa, perhaps, this coming season. Seldon has a final whistle sounded sweeter. Safety assured. Aston Villa hold West Ham and hold their nerve. The villains, the heroes in a relegation battle that has seen them come back from the brink. A spectacular goal from their captain, Jack Grealish. The moment that will define their season. What was it? The Peacock, CNBC, the Net- I, and NBC Network presenting... West Ham and Aston Villa where Jack Grealish with a big goal helps the villains stay in the Premier League and boy that was interesting at the very end because the relegation fight we knew Norwich is the one that we knew would be going down going into Championship Sunday and then you had kind of a question could Bournemouth with goal differential make their way up Aston Villa would have had to fall apart as Watford was falling apart and Hey, the West Midlands, well represented with uh, what's going to be in the Premier League in the coming season. And not bad that Aston Villa stays up. Dean Smith doing a nice job this past season. But, uh, you know, moving forward, uh, I've always liked Tyrone Mings and, and what he brings to the defense. And, and Jack Grealish, you know, he gets battered out there, but but he does come through when it's needed. And the Premier League race at the very last weekend, it was kind of like, okay, we knew what was going to happen. You know, Tottenham securing their Europa spot was, um, you know, one, one, of the, yeah, one of the things there. <laughs> I, I, not as big of a fan personally of that as you see Wolves now waiting on that FA Cup final to see if Arsenal will end up losing to Chelsea, which would then mean that uh, Europa is at least settled and to get into the next round of European competitions. Wolves wouldn't necessarily have to win this Europa League to be a Champions League participant, but uh, let's just see how it all plays out. I I, I feel like it was a really nice way to end a campaign that was questionable that it could end but for Liverpool fans it it came out the way it did but uh, it it was enough this season for a a nice ending to the Premier League this past Sunday. Look Liverpool is uh, one of the greatest that team and this year has been one of the best years in the Premier League or top flight English soccer along with of course Arsenal's year and and the Man City team that you know went over a hundred but you know, I, you're right, Lawrence. It's like when we, we, the royal we, just being me, people are saying. When I was looking at the league a couple of weeks ago, when we were coming back from from you know the COVID suspension, I was like, well, it's this isn't really interesting. Liverpool's just going to win, but all these other races got really interesting. You know, we're talking about the relegation zone and that some people are falling off the table and that teams like Leeds, who have huge followings, are now coming into the league. This whole playing for Europa, you know, Jose was able to turn it around just enough to get in Europa. And honestly, what's amazing is, is, you know, we have the FA Cup coming up on Saturday and that actually means something. 
you know, so it's like this this season has actually been a really good Premier League season. And I'm usually not the biggest fan of of the Premier League, but we have two legacy teams going at it, Arsenal and Chelsea. And this game actually means something. Like you said, Arsenal wins, they're in Europa. Chelsea Man. wins, Wolves are in Europa. You know, so it's like this is this is this is good stuff. And and for Manchester United to do what they did late and kind of turn the table on Definitely. things. I mean, for for Leicester to fall out of that top four was disappointing, but I do think their supporters could see it coming. Brendan Rodgers had a really solid season there in the beginning, but the restart was tricky for the Foxes. Then, you know, a team like uh, the Blade, Sheffield United, they had really all of this momentum, but they fell out of the European contention. And Arsenal on the outside looking in, but still with that opportunity, as we're talking about with the FA Cup, that makes that interesting. I mean, really what Chelsea did to stay there, I thought they'd finish at, at, at third, but uh, it doesn't matter for third in this case. You know, now these other competitions that we look forward to, Europa and Champions League, are on the horizon, Bo. Yeah, that's right. Real quick, before we start jumping into Champions League, what do you think? I mean, I know you 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 want Chelsea to win because you want your Wolves in Europe, but how do you think this is going to go? Because I think Chelsea's going to come out, and I think they're going to hang four on them. It's going to be a, it's it's not going to be pretty. I think Arsenal's magical month <laughs> is going to come crashing down. Well, I I can't think. Four is a fair number to say. I, I I could see a goal or two victory, and you know, and obviously hopeful. I mean, I'm obviously hopeful for this because Wolves finishing seventh for two straight seasons should be rewarded somehow. The competition at the top is is really tough, and they've made themselves as uh, one of these teams in contention. It it would have been nice to just take that sixth spot and not have a bad week two weeks ago that makes this whole thing teetering. But, I mean, from personal wishes of seeing Wolves in Europa again, they're currently in this coming set of restarts in the Europa League and Champions League restarts that we're about to see. And in the Europa League, uh, Wolves to take on Olympiacos uh, in the next couple days. But uh, I, I know... Chelsea is on a roll. They've got so much offensive firepower that is ready to unleash on Arsenal. And we've known that Arsenal defense has been some of the shakiest stuff in all of the top flights. I mean, it, it's 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 scary. So so let me ask you this. If Wolves if Wolves are able to pull through, if they get into Europe for the next round, does Traore stay? I hope I hope he and Raul Jimenez stay. I think that what Nuno has set up for the future there is something that can build upon itself and they can be like where Leicester was for most of the season consistently. I, I mean, I, I firmly believe that. Now, Traore and Jimenez are tremendous talents that are being sought after by other clubs. And, you know, this is one of the things that, you know, teams that are in the spot essentially that Wolves are in right now have to contend with. I mean, their their top talent uh, goes elsewhere, but but I, I kind of feel like maybe there's an esprit de corps. Maybe there's something different there that keeps the band together, and I'm certainly hopeful. Well, like we were talking Chelsea. Uh, that's kind of our launching off point as we kind of move into you know what's coming up to be the round of 16 in uh, in Champions League, kind of finishing it off. And and the reason I keep on thinking about Chelsea is, you know, I'm hearing even from like, look, and I know Byron is a favorite of a lot of people. 
right? And they're up three goals in the aggregate. And, and like I said, Byron is a really strong team, but even Byron seems to be really concerned about this Chelsea match. You know, every time in Champions League, you have one of these aggregate situations that goes way out of control and a team comes back and wins and makes up a, a huge goal differential. That's, you know, we've seen yeah. teams falter like Barcelona. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I think that there is a good possibility that Chelsea's going to put on a show. Chelsea just seems to look, they're not a perfect team. They're not Liverpool. They're not, you know, one of these teams that always wins every game they should. But I have seen them, and we've all seen them, just come out and play incredible football when they have to. And. Like I said, I think they're going to do good in the FA Cup, and I think if they win the FA Cup, I think that's going to energize them enough to make this this Bayern Munich game really interesting. And and that's from a game that should not be interesting. It should just be Bayern coming in and shutting it down and parking the bus and you know moving on to the next round. Well, you talked about the FA Cup and Chelsea hanging four on Arsenal. I'm going to think that Bayern has strong control of this, and even in a loss, it is not going to be a four-goal loss. You know, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, that's a, look, that's the safe bet. I mean, you know, I'm not putting money on Chelsea winning, but uh, I, I am saying that it's going to be good TV, that well, there's going to be drama. And, and I really feel like that it's going to come down in that last 10 minutes. I think Chelsea's going to have a shot to win on aggregate. I'm not going to say they're going to do it, but I'm going to say that the game will be interesting. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really interesting game. Chelsea's not going to just give up. I mean, I, I know these are professional athletes. None of them really give up. I mean, they're all going to, you know, give 110% and all those other dumb things that people say. But honestly, Chelsea wants to be back in the elite. And this is a showcase in which they can do it. Because they are playing what many people, other than me, say is the best team in the world right now. So it'll be, it'll be quite the match. Well, we'll go deeper into the matchups ahead for Europa League and Champions League on the next edition. And and I do think that uh, what you're saying is fair. I mean, let, let's make this more well-rounded, though, with regard to Chelsea. And let me just ask you, I mean, obviously they're playing for Lampard. But the question becomes, when you want them to represent a legacy that has been there and seems like it's really on the doorstep of being back... What are the key tenants you're seeing there that's going to make this possible? Because Pulisic has looked good. I have always liked Tammy Abraham. Um, some of the older players are players. contributing. I mean, it, it, it does seem the the, the goalkeeping situation to me players. is always the big question mark there. Yeah, but it's not that bad. Kepa's a good goalkeeper. Like he just look, he's better than De Gea. Really, De Gea is. Come on, dude. De Gea has not been impressive in like two years. I, I People really want to rest it on Kepa. You know, this idea that they're going to go get all black is not happening. But Kepa can be a world-class goaltender. That's been, you know, he's just, you know, sometimes guys go through streaks. You know, sometimes things get in their head. But you know what? They win this FA Cup and they go and they put on a show against Byron. That'll be forgotten. The reason I think Chelsea can return to this elite status is the fact that they have so many players. And that's what we got to understand, especially when it comes to Champions League and your domestic league, is you got to have a lot of guys. It's not who has the best 11. It's who has the best, like, 17 or 18. Because these games, there's so many games, and 
the wear and tear, uh, you have to have a lot of guys on the bench that can come in and that can contribute. And, I mean, look, even with PSG, I mean, PSG has one of the most amazing 11s there is. But now we're starting to see a little bit of a scare, you know. Mbappe's not going to be there. They'll still be at Atalanta. I don't see that being too big of a, a hurdle. And he'll be back for the for the next round. And I still think PSG is, is probably my favorite uh, as far as talent for Champions League. But... You know, even they're not deep enough, you know, because you start to have these little problems. Oh, well, Cavani's going to go, and we're going to do this. And, it, you know, it's like that's why I think Chelsea is actually on the cusp of being elite is because they have enough guys. They Yeah, they have Pulisic, but they have Mason Mount. And, you know, they have Gerard. I mean, they have all these guys that contribute, and they don't all have to play. They don't all have to start. Which I And, and, and Lampard's going to do a great job of managing those personalities, which is the one thing I think Zidane does poorly. Again, another super deep team where you got guys on the bench who could be and who are superstars, who are some of the best players in the world, and they sit the bench at Real Madrid. Zidane can't manage personalities. Lampard can. And so I think that's why you're going to see Chelsea kind of make that step over the next couple of months from being, hey, Chelsea's back. They're really good to, okay, Chelsea's elite. Chelsea's going to make a run at, at Man City and Liverpool as the Premier League team. All right, enough of that Euro talk. Let's get to what really, really <laughs> matters. Yeah, buddy, it's time for that football downtown. Football in Inglace is back, and Bo, can I offer you some top-of-the-table sweet potatoes? They are so sweet. Puebla at the top of the table, unleashing on Mazatlan four goals at the Kraken. And don't look now, in their last five, they are undefeated. Yeah, you know, it, it could be the time for Puebla to come back. And, you know, when you judge an entire season by just one opening game, you get excitement like we have in Puebla. We got to see what they do past game one. But uh, And, yeah, Mazalan, you know, they've, they've played well in a couple of games and they've played really poorly. But... You know, this is a new team still trying to get it together. Pueblo took advantage of that with that win. But, yeah, the the table looks exciting. I'm just going to pretend that it's, you know, not just one game in. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of storylines here and, uh, you know, a lot of great games coming up. Uh, you know, Lawrence, I, I, I love the way that it's laid out right now and that we're getting to watch all these games. Uh, and, you know, the, the excitement is there. It's just like all the other leagues, though, where in the first half – Everybody's trying to still kind of get their sea legs. It's 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 tough coming back. And you know what? I really appreciate the fact that these players are out playing and dealing with what is this you know this worldwide pandemic. And they're there and they're they're putting in the effort. And uh, it is appreciated. It is entertaining. And and like I said, it takes every team about a half to kind of get going. But the second half of these games across the board has has been exciting yeah this is some great stuff and here on football and inglace we shall go day by day in the coming set of matches we've got friday through monday action to detail as uh we're just talking about puebla who will be facing cruz azul and you know cruz azul who allowed virtually nothing to santos in a two nil win got just enough scoring to make things interesting as we bring in our good friend Ramsey's the great at 2DNA. Jonathan Rodriguez to take it at the death of the first half. 
Carlos Acevedo, the youngster, try to keep it out. Here's the Charrua attacker. Ice locked on goal. Rodriguez saved initially by Acevedo sensationally, but on the rebound, Rodriguez buries it. Goal! Ramsey's the great. I will tell you that uh, pouring, pouring rain and uh, Cruz Azul taking down oh, yeah. Santos. But but I, I look at uh, the machine and I see, truthfully, the fouls may really end up catching up to them because they're strong, they're playing well, but but it's maybe a little too rough and tumble. Maybe that's early, but but that's something definitely to be watching with what's one of the better teams, and they are right there at the top of the table as well right now. But uh, th- this is going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, Puebla is facing a much stronger team when they're facing Cruz Azul than they did in Week 1. Yeah, totally, and and Cruz Azul still stands as one of my favorites for the year. Uh, I think they're 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 good, but very interesting what you're saying about the fouls. I think again, that's just coming together, uh, getting coming back from the suspension of play. I mean, they did play in the preseason tournament, but still, you know, getting your sea legs, getting ready to play. You're gonna make dumb mistakes. You're gonna make dumb fouls, and and I think they will tighten up because they are a very well run team. But, yeah, you're right. This Cruz Azul-Puebla matchup, it, it'll be interesting to see because we have two teams that, at one point, we thought were going in completely different directions, right? We thought Puebla was not going to get it done. And, you know, they, they did look strong against Mazalon. Again, that's Mazalon, but Mazalon is is a professional team, and, and they played well against Tigres. So, you know, I, I think they did well, and, and we'll see what they do against Cruz Azul. And, you know, that's what's interesting, Lawrence, is as we kind of roll into this, because of the way that they're doing the the – the tournament, the league this year, you know, you get 12 teams that are going to actually go into this playoff and it's a little complicated. The top four will be basically set aside with buys and then the other eight will basically play each other. But, you know, with 12 coming in, I, I, I don't, I don't think Querétaro and, and probably Mazalan it kind of being, you know, their initial, I, I don't see them as, as teams that can really push for a top 12 spot. You never know. But everybody else looks to be in the game. Like, we we could see any number of these teams making it. I mean, it's almost like the NHL, where it's like everybody makes the playoffs. And, and so it's going to be interesting to see how these regular season games play out. Are, is there going to be a really hard fight to get in that top four? Or are teams more working on trying to get their rhythm and trying to get build up so they can be... Because, uh, you know, this is a streaky league. Are they trying to build up so once the playoff begins... They're ready to go. Well, you you mentioned Kertaro and uh, you know Mazatlan and you know I'd add Nakaxa to the list. On Friday, Juarez hosting Nakaxa. Juarez mustering a draw at San Luis. Brian Rubio with a latish set of heroics as uh, Bravos controlled possession in that one after allowing an early goal, but they held on. And you know Nakaxa, I, I am seriously concerned. For Malagon, the keeper, he, he was under complete duress, diving out for balls, could end up concussed by the end of the uh, apertura. I mean, he had five back and was still under that kind of duress, running out the two, three, five, and 
Granted, it was Tigris, but it looks like it's a long season ahead for Nacoxa and, and, and teams like that. But uh, Juarez hosting Nacoxa, uh, the second half of Friday night action. And, um, you know, let, let me throw you this one, Bo. Big Saturday night. Cholos at America starting things off. Cholos, fast, aggressive, full of Nahalwan power. I mean, Tijuana looking really solid against Atlas. And America, you know, getting by Pachuca. Ibarwen is now going to be out for a few weeks with leg injury, but uh, they're getting just enough scoring. And when I say just enough, I mean, it was kind of on the edge for America a little bit with where the goals were going to come from. Uh, Cordova had a penalty. Uh, Federico Vinas did get a goal that was really nice. But uh, Cholos America, that's a big start to a big Saturday night here. And uh, those are really two teams that are going to lock horns yeah definitely you have that saturday night the saturday night doubleheader uh america tijuana it's going to be i mean i i look i think club america is is going to step up in this match uh but we're going to learn a lot we're going to learn a lot about both teams and then the nightcap the uh, you know tigres pachuca pachuca has looked well they looked great in their preseason tournament like you said you know america and that's the thing is, what are we ju- we're judging all of these teams off of off of preseason and like one game. So well, you, you can know, see something though. The I mean, second here's the second. Oh, you can. Oh, yeah, you can totally see something. And again, the beauty of of Liga MX is the fact that the season is so short that it's like, hey, three games in. I mean, we're 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 pretty far down the road. Like you, you know, you yeah. could have you could have nine points after you know you're 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 almost in that top twelve if you get three wins in a row. So. You know, I think we're going to learn a lot on Saturday. Um, I think Tigres Pachuca is going to be very interesting because I think that those are, I mean, of the four teams playing on Saturday night, they're definitely, in my mind, the top, these are all top teams in the league this year. Um, Okay. And uh, we're going to see where these guys really stand. I will tell you, Pachuca, for instance, what I've been watching, it's truly like they're going to rough up some teams for a few wins. I mean, that is a rough and tumble veteran squad. Kazim uh, did get a late goal, a uh, penalty kick that is going to meaningless. It was really a two to nothing game that they made two to one. But uh, you know, Pardo hanging in there. I, you know, but but Tigris, the firepower, they really are firing on all cylinders early here. I, I do look forward to Saturday and then kind of looking ahead to Sunday, Toluca, Atletico uh, de San Luis, uh, both squads a bit sluggish in week one, but let's move past that for a second and talk. Carataro hosting Mazatlan. That has our eye. We've kind of adopted Mazatlan as a, you know, a, a squad we want to see oh, yeah. do well, and they're interesting. You know, Carataro playing Puma's tough, but, you know, couldn't really hold off a late push. But Mazatlan, you know, after that historic goal they get, and, you know, it was a nice goal, Cesar Huerta, with a really nice strike, a golazo. And, you know, you look at all of the highlights you could have in an opener at the Kraken, but it it may need George Toma out there before long. The the, the field itself <laughs> needs like some literal help. Uh, it was raining, but you know it was also raining in Mexico City, and uh, the, the field didn't get ripped up quite like that uh, at other matches we were watching. Uh, but but Mazatlan, it may be a long season when you look at it with you know sober reality. Well, let's. Let's let's look at Sunday's game, and I think Sunday's game is going to kind of tell us what direction either of these teams are going. The, I, I I honestly hope this isn't a draw because I think that a, a win 
for Mazalan would energize them. A win for Kiritaro would energize them. And and a loss, I think, would help galvanize these teams that, like, we got to get it together. Um, so, you know, it's it's going to be the most interesting matchup of the 19th and 20th, or the 18th and 19th best team in a 19-team division. But we'll see what happens. Um, and then, you know, Guadalajara also plays on Sunday. And, you know, Chivas is also kind of setting themselves up to have a really good season. I mean, they're kind of my preseason favorites, you know, and uh, we're going to see if that can carry on. Well, Santos and Chivas, as you're saying, round out Sunday, and really, you know, the Santos attack completely stifled by Cruz Azul in the opener. Furch just completely frustrated, it seemed, as uh, Chivas really on the big stage. The the, the NBC Sports Network rebroadcast, kind of on tape delay, but uh, living that SAP life, Bo, uh, up on the Telemundo, really enjoying (laughs) uh, the match as uh, Chiva Hermanos really celebrated in in, in full stream as uh, the Kings of Leon, they they did, in fact, have their chances. And here comes Leon. One defender on the floor. Here comes the crew. Another missed opportunity by Leon. I cannot believe what's happening to Angel tonight. I mean, honestly, on this one, I don't know. It was such a well-played ball. And then look, you're wide open Carlitos. with all the space. It's incredible that Carlitos. he can it. It's in, like... You no, and no, no, I, no, you no, and I on. put this on the net. Come on. Most Chiva hermanos listening tonight, you have to agree with us. Most of us would have put it in the net. Rory Calvo and Dude, Carlos Eustace on the uh, <laughs> on the call for Telemundo followers as well as the great Robert Pardo uh, on the Telemundo side of things uh, to our grand football and in Glace Twitter account come follow us get on the action uh, I, I mean I, I had a blast watching that and not doing it on the Chivas TV OTT network and actually getting to see it uh, you know in, in the local Telemundo setting flip over to the SAP here's some really fun Saturday night action and and, and, and Chivas looking good and energized it, it's going to come into focus it felt like at the Copa por Mexico they were a little bit more organized than what we exactly saw in this uh opener but of course it's early and you know again this this Sunday night matchup Santos and Chivas uh a, a big matchup for sure to see like what are we really looking at with the goats this season no you're right I I again the table is being set for everyone I think these first three or four matches are going to be interesting because you know these teams are coming from a long break it's still, you know, you're playing in empty stadiums. Uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 has not gone away. I mean, it's something that's on everybody's mind. Teams are dealing with it. They're dealing with positive tests. Um, and, you know, I really, again, I just appreciate the fact that these guys are out there playing and entertaining us and doing a great job. And it's going to take three or four games for us to really kind of get an idea of where these teams stand uh, but these games are these games are great. The, it's it's great that they're back. And again, I'm really enjoying the fact that I can actually watch every single game the way that they're spaced out. So, you know, we will uh, we will see, Lawrence. Like you said, it's uh, an exciting weekend of games ahead of us. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I we will learn a lot. We will see where where Chivas really stands. We'll see where America really is. And uh, you know, and we'll see where. Uh, Mazelon is. Well, I can't let you off the line without getting to some Monday night football because uh, aside from Atlas Pumas, the early evening match, the 
Kings of Leon hosting Monterey. I, that's that's a nice one. And uh, Monterey looking solid in their debut. Uh, it was pushed back by weather. It, it was played on a Tuesday night as they beat Toluca. But, uh, you know, Funes More, excellent as always. And uh, Charlie Rodriguez, really strong. The crew looking very solid. Uh, I... I, I'm kind of getting on the bandwagon that uh, Monterey is going to be really, really top of table and a scary team like we had seen at the end of uh, what was the apertura of the past season. Uh, th- th- this was something where it's like, okay, yeah, they, they haven't really missed a beat. So you're just saying that like uh, the Clarosura, where they were terrible, where they were re- literally like at the bottom it of the matter. table. It's over. Is that just Fine. an anomaly? It's, it's, it's just total, an anomaly? Total anomaly. You, they've recovered? I think they've recovered completely. After one game, I'm telling you right now, I think they've completely recovered. <laughs> After one game against Toluca, There's so we've much. now decided that Monterey is back. I, I, it's all fixed. Some of their players Don't the, worry you know, about in them. the MLS now, Pizarro, that sort of thing. But I, I, I will tell you that uh, looking at, what they've got and uh, what they can do with it. They, to me, they're, they're right there with Tigris in America. And, you know, we're, we're adding Chivas to the mix. I'll, but I, I, I'll take the Kings of Leon. You'll take the Kings of Leon. Okay. Mena okay, was very a, bottled up. I will tell you that. They, they, he was very frustrated <laughs> in, in the last matchup uh, that, that, that they had. And uh, I, 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 either it'll and be our, an explosion our, or it'll be an implosion. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going Monterey. Yeah, in our Danny Sheridan, you pick them special. I'm going to go Leon, you go Monterey. We'll see how this turns out. Stone Cold Lock. With that, he's Bo Byerly. I'm Lawrence <laughs> Scott. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs>